Let me ask you right off the bat, David, kind of give me, give me a little bit of your background, uh, where you came from, what life was like coming up, how David Villa was kind of shaped. Uh, well, that's, that's a great, uh, great question. You know, I, I, I'll be honest, Bill, I actually thought for a long time, traditionally, that I would be a traditional preacher ministry. I come from uh, four generations of, of ministers and was raised in church. I think that just told somebody recently, I teeth on a pew. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so, so I pursued that for a long time, but I had this, this business side of me and I really had an identity crisis. I, I came to find out later where between the, the, you know, the calling of God, the way I thought it needed to be and, and, right. and what God was really pulling me, I felt like in, in providing the opportunities in business. Yeah. And I fought that for a long time, um, drug my family all over the place, you know, preaching and just doing what I thought I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, so I, I did that and, and, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And so what the Lord really showed me and my, my background and, and early on was that he, he had something different for me and, and it wasn't something that I wanted, you know, right. I, I really fought that for, for a long time, but, uh, but raised in church, uh, you know, um, ministry background and, right. um, but, you know, just, just over the years, but, you know, quickly found out that God had a different direction for my life. And it was, now it's the greatest journey that I can imagine. Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know you started off and began out of a ministry family. I didn't know that. And, uh, so I guess it was kind of an assumption. That's the route you're going to go. And, uh, yep. And then, but you wound up in business and, uh, and have done well with that. Now, uh, give me, give me kind of the, the background on that. What is, what does your business do? And, and what skills did you bring to the table that that set that off? Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're a marketing company. So got involved early on, you know, in marketing, um, and in the automotive industry specifically. That's kind of the the area that I that I got started in in the late in the mid to late nineties, mm -hmm. and um, so doing advertising programs uh, for dealerships started out regionally in Florida, mm -hmm. um, and and again that was during that time early on that I still said, God, what are you doing here? Cause I was, yeah. I was preaching on the weekends and traveling and then working during the week. And, you know, it's interesting um, because you, you know, with your leadership podcast, you appeal to a lot of business owners. Right. That's what really attracted me yep. uh, years ago to you. Uh, so, you know, you see this, I'm sure a lot where, um, you know, that people want to find out how do you become successful God's way, you yeah. know, it's different yeah, in the world. Do. And so, you know, I wasn't successful in any way. And so I was, I was, you know, pursuing what I thought I should do at the same time, uh, you know, my business wasn't flourishing. So although we did services for automotive dealerships, you know, uh, we were selling uh, dealers, helping them with marketing on a monthly basis. Right. Um, you know, I, I didn't see that connection for a long time, but, but I tell you this. Um, so we're a marketing company. Um, we, we provide uh, digital marketing. We provide intelligent direct mail services. Uh, we have an in-house call center, and again, primarily for auto dealers all over the U.S. and in Canada, and we work with probably 400, 500 dealerships um, wow. and as well as manufacturers. And so God's really blessed us. And that's what we wow. do uh, yeah. for a living. That's how we make money. Yeah. But, you know, but I'll, I'll, I'll get in a minute. I'll tell you a little bit. Hopefully we could talk a little bit about how I've intersected yeah. what I thought I was supposed to do with what God had. Yeah, I do. I want to hear that. So now let me ask you, are you kind of a one-stop all for one-stop shop for for if, if I were a dealer and I had a car lot and I said, okay, I want to get this thing going. I've got a few salesmen and I've got some service people. 
but I really don't, nobody knows what I'm doing. You know, I used to have this funny saying I, I remembered, uh, doing business without advertising is like winking at a girl in the dark. You know what you're doing, but nobody else does. And so it's important to know how to advertise. And, uh, and suppose you've got one of these businesses, but you just haven't got around the block. Uh, you know, you, you just, you're, you're the business that comes in and takes them to the next level from there. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to borrow that. Do uh, it. You know, I, I, uh, marketing is marketing is I think, especially in the auto and auto business, but I've come to find out we work with a lot of other industries now as well, that not, if, if someone doesn't know how to market, they need to have someone around them that does yeah. know how to advertise and market. And it's, it's an, it's necessity, especially, and here's the crazy thing about it. Someone would even use the excuse that man is so busy out there. How can I stand out? And the yeah. reality is it is busy out there, but that's going to be the way it is period. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about that. But the, the here's the thing, don't mistake busyness out there mm-hmm. for, for the inability to stand out because I think the content is extremely important. Relevancy is important and uh, yeah. knowing your market and knowing yeah. what to do in the auto industry, you know, it's crazy. Um, I've never seen an industry like it. These mm-hmm. guys spend an unreal amount of money on marketing, probably way more than they should. Right. Um, and they don't, they don't know what to do. And, uh, but yeah, a hundred percent, you know, where, uh, if you'd left it up to, to nothing, no marketing, then, you know, then, then location is going to be the reason. And that's a big deal. But the other half of that is what am I doing to attract these customers? Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're the, we're the company we do, uh, you know, we've expanded our portfolio and we do a lot for auto dealers. Yeah, I can see that David. I can see actually a lot of people that I know of think that just throwing money at a couple of ads is is marketing, you know, and they just think, okay, we've got to do some marketing. And so they don't even, they may not even have a budget, but if they do, it's just take some money and throw it at the nearest thing we see and hope that sticks. And they don't really know what you've got is strategy. What you've got is proven research as to where you put your best bang for the buck. And so that, there's a big benefit I see for you, for a lot of people that want to be entrepreneurs that go off into business. Because where I'm at, there are, there are car lots everywhere, but there are only a few of them that are doing it real well, and they're the ones that really have a good strategic plan. And so you could be the guy for those, right? Oh, absolutely. We'd love to. And, uh, you know, and it's, you, you've hit it on the head. You know, it's, it's, it's a necessity. And, and just if, if it's something that I've learned, you know, you, you know this, you're, you're a leadership trainer and teacher, and uh, I've found surround myself when my weaknesses are areas that I really don't know what I'm doing rather right. than, rather than think, you know, maybe think that I'm going to get good enough at those yeah. surround myself with somebody who can do it. And so the same, same goes with marketing, find somebody it doesn't need, you need to bring someone in house, but find a yeah. company uh, because a lot of people, they just, like you said, they just kind of see something, maybe copy it or mimic it, but they yeah. don't know what really goes into the foundation yeah. Of, of that. It doesn't work for them. So, uh, you know, then there's, they're stopped doing it and they don't do anything. That's and right. I think the worst thing you can do is nothing. Now I want to stop this podcast and make sure I bring something to your attention, because if you have not gotten your copy of Bill Purvis's personal book, make a break for it, you are doing a disservice to yourself and your personal growth. And I'm not just saying it because I work for the guy. I truly mean it. In this book, Bill goes into detail about his life and his 
crazy story that he had about a near-death experience where he should have died at 17 years old and how he just went through this process and how he cried out to God and God saved his life and all the incredible things that have happened since then. He goes through the life lessons he's learned, all the leadership lessons of the good and the bad, the highs and lows of becoming a pastor and starting at a church with only 32 people his first Easter Sunday to the 10,000 plus people that were there each and every Easter Sunday when he stepped down and retired as pastor. It was just an incredible story, incredible book full of awesome leadership content and wisdom that you need to get your hands on. So if you have not gotten your copy yet, make sure you do so by going to our website, bpleadership.com. That's the make or break for a book on our website, bpleadership.com. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and I've seen the benefit. Man, I wish everybody would use your company. I'm not kidding you. I, there was a friend of mine. I wanted him to meet you. And he passed away of a sudden heart attack. But he just moved to our city about five years ago and took a Nissan dealership. And within no time, he put that thing on the map. I mean, everybody had to drive a Nissan. And he and only I lived, know him. Terry Bell was his name. He, he only lived about four or five years You know, after he moved here to town. He passed away quickly. But... Um, He'd come to church, found the Lord here, just a great guy. But I remember talking to him, and he was one of those kind of guys like you, David, full of energy. And he just, in his mind, he believed everybody ought to drive a Nissan or otherwise you're, you're second class. And so he didn't care what you drive. You know, he'd see somebody with a Benz, and he'd say, when you get ready to trade up, now let me tell you what I got. <laughs> and I used to love it, but he understood the advertising part. He really... He put the business out there, and uh, I always thought about you. I, I told him before he passed, I said I wanted him to meet you, and I'm so sorry we weren't able to get together, but but that was the... You know, it's, I, I know who he who he was, and, and uh, you know, it's funny you said that, though, huh? because I think that one of the things, Bill, is uh, when it comes to marketing, no matter what it is, and marketing, I think, you know, sometimes we think it's, it's only been around with the digital world or, you yeah. know, with the mailbox or what have you, or TV, but the yeah. caveman, they marketed, they just stood up on yeah. a rock and whoever shouted the loudest and the best, you know, was who, who attracted the attention. Yeah. But you know what? I, I love the fact that he believed in his product yeah. and that's really what it's all about. Believing yeah. in what you're doing. Yeah. He, he, he believed in it so well, he made you feel less than unless you had what he had. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that was, I love it. That was a great sales deal. I loved it. And so, but yeah, and, and that's the thing. The good is you're doing ministry still. It's people don't realize that ministry is not all done in the pulpit. It's ministry's in the marketplace, you know, and that's that's where you do your, most of your ministry at. They trust you more, you have relationships. So the ministry you're able to do there has as big or bigger impact, certainly is more effective uh, or as effective as any other ministry. So that's your mission field. So I, I like it. Well, and if I can say something about that just real yes. quick, you know, because there's a lot of business people that listen listen to you. Um, that's the identity crisis that I had. That's the area right there where God had to teach me. And it took a while. It took a lot of me kicking and screaming and, and, you know, really questioning God, not knowing what I was supposed to do and how I was supposed to do it. I thought right. it was all, I was always taught that it was, you know, church was on Sunday and Wednesday and you right. know, that work was just something you did. And, but I'm going to tell you, um, uh, it, it's, it, I truly feel like, especially even in the last couple of three years, God has really placed a heart for marketplace ministry in, in, in me, where yeah. not just, not just to be a Christian who owns a business, but to be a faith-based, you know, Christian business. And mm -hmm. it doesn't mean we go and, and we, we smack people on the head with the Bible. Yeah. It's just that we integrate 
you know, and, and so, so amazing to see what the Lord has done, even with some things that we do, we have our faith gear and faith-based selling, not products, by the way, yeah. that we make money on. We give hundred percent of the proceeds of faith gear away, yeah. but it's my, my team here gets to come up with these designs and collaborations and, and it, it just ties them into their passion, which is Jesus. Yes. And it allows them to do it at work. And it's just something I'm learning, but yeah. it's something that I'm watching God just, he'll blow, he's just blowing the doors off. We had the biggest yeah. year ever last year. And I truly believe that um, it's because we're starting to get some things right. That's right. I, you're right. You, you know, if you honor him, I've always believed you take care of God's work, he'll take care of yours. And, and you honor him and do it his way. It makes all the difference in the world. So I, I, I like what you're doing. And it's true that the ministry part, what you're doing just by by taking care of the people, taking care of the customers, and then also, you know, letting them have a part of ownership in it. When your team is feeling like we're doing something to help them, uh, that that does nothing but bond p- people together. So, I love what you're doing. I love it, and and that's the need. You know, a lot of people when they go, I had a I had a guy that used to sell houses, and he was he was terrible at selling. I actually had to hire him on my staff because he was a uh, a guy called me. It was the biggest realtor in town. He said, Bill, can you give this guy a job? And I said, what do you mean? He said, he said, he can't sell a house. He said, for one year, he hadn't been able to sell one single house. He said, but he takes these couples off that are about to get a divorce, and he shares the gospel with them, and they get saved, and, they, and then they want to come back together and get married, and they don't want a divorce anymore. And he said, he's, he's the best minister we got on staff, but he can't sell nothing. And so I, he said, he already goes to your church, so I... I met him and got to talk to him and loved him, and I brought him on. He's been on my staff now 20 years, and he was called to be in ministry when he was on a real estate staff. But even there, he said, you know, I was giving people some temporary needs and meeting their need, but I was really primarily concerned about getting them in, in an eternal home. And, uh, and I like what you, you know, you got sales guys that are thinking about more than just the sales, think about souls. So that's, that's a real, that's why I picked your company, David. That's why I wanted to get you, because I, I want you to tell us about that, a Christian-based organization. And uh, Now, do you all yeah. pray together as a company? We do. We do. Uh, so we do a couple of things, and, and you know, with our leadership, we're starting to become more deliberate about it. It's part of our—we just had a vision casting meeting last month and, and uh, launched and, and talked about it deliberately, how we can move forward and, and uh, collaborated with some new ideas on just what we can do to be praying about as a leadership team on how to integrate it more. But, yeah, we—so we pray every day. In a couple of different departments, uh, there's leaders in those departments that mm-hmm. open up in prayer. And then every Tuesday, we uh, we have what we call Make It Happen. We mm-hmm. started it over two years ago, and it's in our faith-based selling platform. And it was more kind of motivational at that time. And uh, But what it's evolved into in the last year, and now we have probably a rotation of about 10 people that do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on a rotation. Is It's a 15 to 20-minute, you know, company-wide meeting in the morning or right at noon when both right. shifts come in, everyone's there and it just gathers around in a big open area and somebody shares the gospel with, you know, and in, 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 as it relates to their day, yeah. as it relates to the week and where they're at. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. message. And I'm gonna tell you something, those types of things have, um, have just changed the culture and uh, the dynamic, uh, at the company. And, yeah. um, that's, and, and so I, I that I can I can tell you there's 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 things that we can do as Christian mm-hmm. business owners and Christian leaders in business that I truly believe can impact the uh, the, the workplace yeah. like never before. 
Yeah, I, I believe that. That's I, I had a friend named John McLemore, and I'll have him on here one day. And John had been the CEO of Masterbuilt, the grill company, and they blew up and went large. But one of the things John did, he kind of took everything we did in the church and put it in the business. We had pastors, prayer partners. Well, he put prayer partners in his business, and and everything we would do at the church, he would do at his business, and his business just took off and did great. And he even named it, you know, Master Built, like it's built by the master. But they even would do marriage retreats and getaways just for their, their staff. They would do all those things, praying with one another and taking care of each other. And he said, man, it was like this, he called it the second best church in town. <laughs> and uh, But the, the dynamics, he said, you'd be amazed at how many people that work for you that are so tired and so busy and their soul is empty. But when they come to work and they got a Christian boss and a Christian environment, he said, you're saving their lives, their marriage, their families. He said, you don't even realize the big deal that you're doing for them. And so I'm glad to hear you're doing that, David. If you enjoyed that episode and you would like to hear more content from Bill, make sure you subscribe to our channel if you have not already. It's completely free. It just keeps you up to date and in the loop whenever we release more episodes of the BP Leadership Podcast. Also, don't forget that you can come see Bill live at one of our monthly BP Leadership Breakfasts. You can find out details and times on our website, bpleadership.com. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, this is where real leaders are made.